Welcome to True Crime Groove. I'm your host, Maze, and with me as always is the Pineapple Queen. How are you doing, Pineapple Queen? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Maze? I'm doing real good, real good. Uh, I wanted to start tonight, uh, if you're looking for the most professional and uh, top-notch podcast to listen to, uh, this will probably not be that. Um, but I did want to get get a podcast started. Uh, I, I'm passionate about it. And so I thought I would do that. So I'm glad to have you with me. Um, the first case I picked was a local case, the case of Brian Schaefer. And just to give a little bit of background, I'm from the Columbus area, so I know a little bit about where the area where this took place. Uh, I've done basically the same thing that Brian did that night. I've done several times myself. Have you ever bar hopped? Um, from, you know, down in the brewery district, uh, to the arena district, to German village, to campus, or... Here and there, I mean, not so much, um, in where this has happened, but, um, I have been in that scenery, you know, short north kind of area, bar hopping. Have you ever been to the Ugly Tuna Saluna? Um, I, I haven't, actually. Okay. Yeah, no. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, for those of you that don't know... Uh, Columbus, the, there's a thoroughfare that runs straight through the middle of Columbus. It's uh, Route 23. Um, where we, uh, in town, the folks here in town call it High, it's called High Street. And basically it runs all the way through the state. But it runs definitely through the, through the entire city of Columbus. And along High Street, especially down uh, downtown and coming north from downtown... There are lots of bars and, and shops and restaurants and things. And um, <clears throat> this was, this that's where Brian started that night. So that, I guess that's probably where we'll start. Um, uh, Brian Schaefer was born on February 25th, 1979 in Pickerington, Ohio, uh, which is kind of like a suburb of Columbus. It's a community outside of Columbus. Uh, his parents, Randy and Renee, Uh, are Randy and Renee Schaefer. They had two sons. He has a brother named Derek. Uh, He graduated high school in 1997 and attended The Ohio State University, and eventually he was accepted into medical school where he was now a second-year medical student. Um, He had lost his mother... uh, earlier in the year from cancer um yeah i do believe um some people believe that he was you know taken that pretty well and um after all of this had happened it seemed that you know maybe this was a contributing factor like maybe yeah he wasn't I, th- there were some com- conf- conflicting reports there that i saw that some people thought he was doing okay and others didn't think he was doing quite as well yeah. um <clears throat> In any rate, he had a, uh, a girlfriend at the time. Her name is Alexis Wagner. Um, I think he was preparing a trip to, yeah. go, to go visit Alexis on the, the following Monday. Um, yeah, a lot of people believe that he was going to propose on that trip. So um, we can't confirm that but they were dating for over a year having met in med school so it's just a speculation because 
they had this uh, trip planned. So, so let's get started on what happened to Brian that night. Uh, all reports indicate that he met his father for dinner uh, and told his father that he was going to go out for the evening and meet his friend. Um, is it Clint, I believe? Clint Florence. Clint yeah. Florence, yeah. And his dad was a little surprised at that. He thought maybe Brian was uh, going to be kind of tired. It was, he had just finished. Like a week's worth of studying. Really yeah, hard. finals or whatever. Yeah. And so he thought he'd be kind of tuckered out, but Brian uh, decided to go out. He got invited by his brother, Derek. And Derek's girlfriend, uh, they were gonna go to the Funny Bone, which is over at Easton. It's a, sh it's a little shopping plaza in Columbus. And he t he turned that down, and said no. He was gonna go meet his his friend Clint uh, down in the Arena District, yeah. kind of south of the campus. So all reports are that he did. He went down there about 9 o'clock and met Clint. And they began to do some bar hopping, which is kind of something all Columbia, Columbus and what, are they, what, are they, what would you call us? Columbia? I don't know what Columbus? we would call us. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> people, people from Columbus, uh, a, a lot of people have done this. I've done this myself. Um, yeah, it's especially really popular down there because it is right on campus. So you have all of those college kids going to all of the bars down there. Right. Um, so it isn't, un, you know, unnatural for those college <laughs> kids to go and bar hop around. And so, yeah. So all reports are that he uh, he went uh, from the Arena District, which is uh, the bars around where the Columbus Blue Jackets Play their hockey games there's lots of little bars in that area um, they headed north up to an area what's called the the short north uh, which also has set a lots of bars and, and restaurants and things uh, and eventually making their way to the ugly tuna saluna I believe and then did they leave the ugly tuna saluna to go pick up well, Mer Meredith Reed, which is a, thir a third friend that they... Yeah, uh, so it wasn't necessarily like they went and picked her up. I guess maybe they had gotten a text and they met each other, or maybe a call or something. I don't think you could Down in the short that. north or, or something? Yeah. Before the Ugly Tuna Saluna? Right, yeah. And they met her at a bar, had a couple drinks there, and she ended up driving them back to the Ugly Tuna Saluna. She drove her... I thought they didn't take a taxi? Um, no, she did drive, I believe. That yeah, way. look, yeah. I've... They did go to a, the parking garage. They walked to the parking garage together, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in in any event, uh, they got to the Ugly Tuna Saluna around one fifteen on April 1st, 2006, which is... Uh, going to come back a little bit later in the story that it's April that that that's April Fool's Day. Um, that that's an interesting side note. Yeah. Um, he's seen going into the bar by one of the video cameras, 
the ugly Tuluna, the ugly tuna saluna has two video cameras one that faces the front door one that covers the back door um so he's seen going in he is not ever seen coming out um yeah and there's only a couple different exits um and the entrance is interesting because it is a second story bar right um and there's escalators that go up um there's a movie theater off to your left and then on the right is the ugly tuna saluna the bar correct and i and i've been to the ugly tuna saluna i cannot recall very much about being at the ugly tuna saluna uh because i i did basically what brian did i just got drunk all night and ended, <laughs> ended up there um but i do remember going up the escalators and i remember there you know i couldn't tell you how many bar stools were at the bar which side of the pool table was on like that's just it was just too long ago but i i do recall doing it um i don't recall if there was if i read anything maybe did you about the bathroom were there any windows in the bathroom um, I didn't see anything about the, that. The thing about this is, and I don't know which which direction that window would have faced in the bathroom because, as as you can guess, there's a third way out of the bar, which is to jump off the balcony right. and, down onto High Street, basically, where there's a gajillion people, and the, the, the chances of you not being seen doing that is pretty um, re- remote. It's pretty low. But outside the back of the bar was not it was there was a construction site out there there was not many people and i don't know if there if there is a, a window in that bathroom if that would where that faced if it faced that kind of yeah, that darker that less area. traveled uh construction area <clears throat> uh, I, i'm not sure i was never able to uncover any anything about that um but like i said he, he disappeared the friends um Clint and Meredith, uh, or let's go back. So he's seen going into the bar. He's seen coming out of the bar on camera. And he's seen talking to a couple of females. Now, you were saying he knew these girls? Yeah, um, I believe they were like some classmates of his that he knew from school. Um, So they weren't complete strangers. Um, And his friends were, I believe, still in the bar. So, um, they knew he was out there talking to them, but, you know, they, you know, were still inside drinking or doing whatever. Okay. And, um, so he's seen going back into the bar and then at two thirty, uh, when the bar closes, he's not seen coming out. Now I did read something that said that, that there were some police officers or maybe they were detectives. I'm not sure that said they felt he could have gotten missed by the cameras. Like, that, there is a way to get out of this bar without being seen by the cameras. It just would have been really, it would have been like those one in a million kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's news to me. I, I didn't yeah, hear about I that. I didn't read I didn't that. know that, but yeah. Um, so, he's, the, 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 the friend, and I believe, actually Clint was his roommate, I believe came out of the bar they they couldn't find brian they assumed he left and the reason that is is because he lived only like six blocks away yeah in the area 
And um, so they thought maybe he had just walked home. Um, to give you a little idea of the area, um, it, it, the campus of Ohio State University is pretty safe. But if you veer off the wrong street here or there, uh, you can find yourself in a little bit of a hairy neighborhood. It's not it, what I would call the safest neighborhood in Columbus, uh, especially where Brian kind of lived. It's not the most dangerous either. It's it's kind of... In the middle you, of you could, But you could see one of those scenarios where you're in the wrong place at the wrong time kind of a thing. Um, so walking home probably wasn't wouldn't have been a great idea, but it's possible, especially if you've been drinking and you don't have all your wits about you. You kind of think you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof, yeah. and so you're just going to walk home. Um, as we know now, obviously, he never made it to his apartment, um, and I believe he was, I believe it probably was Alexis that was uh, sent the red flag up the pole first. Yeah, um, I believe uh, Alexis says that she went to his apartment when she got back into town from visiting a family member. Um, and she had no signs that he had ever made it home. Um, she would later try and call him multiple times, but his phone was going straight to voicemail. And, of course, he never ended up making that flight to Florida. So, so eventually, I guess, police were notified. Um, they... But here's the here's the big problem with uh, the Brian Schaefer case. There's almost nothing. There's just almost nothing. It, it, there's some video of him going into the bar, talking to the girls, but but there's no video of him coming out, and there's never been a single trace of 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 him since. Yeah, um, I was gonna say. Um, very interesting thing that I had read, and I just kind of thought this you know, whether it's true or not. I know Columbus is a big city. We also have Cincinnati and Cleveland. And what I had read was that Columbus has more uh, surveillance cameras than Cincinnati and Cleveland combined. So if he was walking around that day or that night, some one of those cameras should have picked him up. Right. So, you know, where, where did he go? <laughs> where did he go? Well, <laughs> that's where we kind of get into some theories, right? Uh, the first and most probably uh, obvious theory to me was the Olentangy River. Um, it's about, I don't know. It's a, few, a, a few, really long. It's, no, it's not that far. It's a long. few. Oh, yeah, a long river. But yeah. it's only a few football fields or so away from High Street. Yeah. Um, it runs through the campus of, of the Ohio State University. And um, it's not a huge river, but it's it's big enough to get, and especially if I don't know what the weather was like or what the river was like that day, but the, it can get kind of rough rough in yeah. that river um, depending on the time of year and what's going on. Um, if, if he walked that way to the, towards the river and somehow found his way into the river um, and, and got washed away, and you, it would have been very easy to get washed into a bigger river like the Scioto, yeah. and then eventually, I don't know, to the, does that drain into the Ohio River? I'm not sure, but um, those are some pretty big rivers, the, the, the Scioto River and the Ohio River. Um, yeah, and actually, um, something to bring that up with the, um, the river um, incident, one of the theories is the smiley face killer. They did denounce it it's not you know a thing. yeah I, I saw you know, i read that as well but i did think it was quite interesting i mean you know 
And I, I don't know a ton about the smiley face killers. Maybe we'll have to do that in a future endeavor. But um, I, I, I'm aware of the smiley face killers. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, but the thing is with this, um, if you look rough about where those incidents did happen, Ohio is the only one that's missing a body. But there also was no body ever found, so the police kind of were like, "No, there's no way." Right, and, and but they, in the in those murders, I do believe they targeted young males. Yes, right. So that's why a lot of people thought and theorized that maybe that could have been a thing, but they they canceled that one out. Um, so um, uh, another theory is that Brian uh, just wanted to disappear. He had mentioned, um, we had mentioned before, actually that. We no, there wasn't a, a 100% consensus on whether or not he was happy in his in his current life. Right. Um, so a lot of his social media kind of feared more the other way, like he wanted to be free and live on an island and it, it, have I a band. He and, wanted to live in the Caribbean. Or, yeah, or something. The, the Virgin Islands, Virgin Islands, and all Islands that. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I had read that as well. And um, what better way to uh, start over then to hop to to the virgin islands and, yeah. and just uh say hi i'm bob smith right <laughs> um, so yeah. that's that's a theory um i know that there was a photo taken of a homeless person yeah uh at some point that they thought was brought is this brian schaefer was going around on social media and and news outlet news outlets and things like that and um but that was debunked that they yeah. found that guy they and, were able to do they actually got the fbi involved did in they that. get the fbi and okay they used um some sort of facial recognition and they were able to determine that it wasn't his face okay. so it so, did look a lot like him though um for a long time his dad randy mm -hmm. uh was looking for him yeah. uh and then and then something happened to randy do you have it on there what happened to randy um yeah it was some sort of bad storm uh, i believe and um it was a freak accident i believe it was in 2008 um when it happened i think a tree fell on yeah him? he got hit by a tree branch yeah and got killed very very tragic um it's very very sad very weird just kind of crazy you know, life is crazy kind of thing yeah and now the only <clears throat> family member left is the brother is the brother derek yeah but uh interesting interestingly at the at the wake or at the funeral mm -hmm. um <clears throat> they had one of those like online virtual books that mm. you could sign or whatever however that they do okay. i've never done it but yeah, I don't... they have some kind of thing where you can go on to the website of the funeral home and go to the person mm. go to the person and you can like sign your name somehow yeah and there had a message had been put in there uh something about i miss you dad i love you yeah yeah i remember love, I, I, love brian yes. or, or something like that yeah um that too was looked into by the police and the FBI, mm -hmm. and it was determined that it was just it was some somebody schmuck. playing some yeah some jackass playing some kind of Cruel sick joke yeah sick joke, um, and, you know that's just yeah, awful. Not... Um, so yeah, it, that leads us to some of the the players in this. They they gave lie detect they question I believe they questioned the girls that he spoke to mm -hmm. outside the bar. Um, they questioned 
Meredith. Meredith. They gave her a lie detector. And they gave her a lie detector. And it said, I read where it had said, they gave her a lie detector test and others. So yeah. I, I don't know if that's Rand, Randy or yeah, Derek. Brother. or brother. Yeah, I don't know sure. who all they gave lie detectors to. But the one interesting thing is that Clint, the roommate, yeah, he refused to take a lie detector test. He and he has still refused to take a lie detector test to this day, um, which I found kind of strange. Yeah, um, and the other thing I think too is um, he didn't only decline the lie detector test, but he also lawyered up. Yeah, he lawyered up, um, which is strange. And yeah. I'm I'm kind of a Dr. Phil watcher, and, right. and I like Dr. Phil, and he, you know. If, if you if you if you have nothing to hide, you hide nothing. Right. Kind of a thing. So um, that to me has always been kind of strange, and the lawyer um, has met with detectives mm-hmm. from the Columbus Police Department, and he stated, I read something where he stated that he said he believes Brian is alive, and he believes the police believe Brian is alive. Now, did you read that? No, actually, I didn't read that, but I do believe Brian Schaefer is alive. You do? Yeah. Okay. Well, hang on. Before we go into the Clint theory, because that's kind of the big one, um, I I did also want to mention a couple other theories that I I came across. Uh, One, a, a lady claimed that she was at a diner. And I can't remember where this was exactly, um, but she said she was waited on a guy that looked like Brian Schaefer and was wearing a name tag that said Brian S. Uh, the police contacted the diner, and the diner owner said that he didn't have anyone that worked for him named uh, Brian. Yeah. Um, so I found that a little strange. Yeah. Almost like... Maybe um, she wanted some attention, or did she Either really... she wanted some attention, or... Did he... He convinced the owner not to bring give, up give him yeah. up, or whatever. Yeah. Like, he was... He skipped town and said, hey, don't... Please, don't say a word. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't... But, Maybe they had some sort of understanding. Um, right. But th- in this, this case has been uh, kept alive by podcasters uh, at one point... Uh, at a concert in Cincinnati, Pearl Jam, con- a Pearl Jam concert. Um, Eddie Vedder, uh, the lead singer of Pearl Jam, uh, he came out on stage and 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 did like a PSA for Brian. Yeah. Uh, in between each song, uh, asking for information uh, leading to the whereabouts of Brian uh, or any information that anyone had about Brian. Yeah, was that concert in Cincinnati? Or? Yeah, it was in yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at this point, did, did you have any other, did you find any other theories about Brian that I haven't mentioned? Or um, you haven't already mentioned? I mean, really, we could talk about suicide, but like I said, I, I believe he's alive. I, I just do. So, I mean, I understand... It's kind of hard to suicide yourself and and not have a body Body. unless you're going to jump into the river, I guess, or something like that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that's a possibility, I guess. Yeah. But I wouldn't go too deep into it just because I... Like you said, there's no body, um, you know. And, again, 
it would have happened it would have have to have happened at the ugly tuna because he wasn't seen exiting unless it was back yeah, I've always wondered at the ugly tuna did did and I'm I'm sure they probably did just to, but just in my own mind because I've never saw or read anything about it like were there any people coming out of the ugly tuna saloon with like small bags like for the next several days <laughs> right yeah no because <laughs> the only way to get somebody out uh, without really being noticed would have, just... would have been to chop them up chop somebody up you know yeah to quite a bit and then carry them out so that would have been if i saw that as as a as a detective i probably would be a little suspicious of that right i was gonna say too you know with the construction yeah going on in the back Who's to say, you know, he didn't fall or... Well, they, they did check on that. They, they did... What were they putting back? I, like don't, a... I don't know, but they did check the construction. They checked that construction area for, for a body, mm-hmm. basically. Right. Um, and the cadav- and they, they put cadaver they dogs. They put yeah. the dogs down there and stuff, and they couldn't... They, they didn't, didn't pick up pick anything. Pick up anything. So yeah. um, if he got out the back door... He didn't end up in that construction area. He hightailed it somewhere else. Right, right. Um, but. And again, there were surveillance cameras there, too, and there was. Right, and the, he they was not captured it, on, the, so. on the surveillance cameras going outside. Yeah. Uh, going out of the bar. So it, there's, enough, you know, there's a, as many theories as there is people probably in the, in, in the city. Um, but. I kind of I'd like to talk to you a little bit about why you believe Brian is alive. What do you, what makes you believe Brian is alive? So one of my biggest things as to why I think he's alive is um, I don't know when it was, but Alexis, his girlfriend, um, decided to try and call his phone because she had. Well, I believe she called his phone like every evening for like the next like year yeah like, like she just time. kept doing it because she you know couldn't believe that he really just you know disappeared disappeared right and so um that one random thing happened with his phone it had pinged in hilliard um which is another suburb off of columbus so for those of you who don't know columbus is in the center of ohio right smack dab in the middle of the state and there's an outer belt that goes around it in a circle uh called two set it's called uh, route 270 or interstate 270 i should say and along this interstate uh there's su- little suburbs that dot um the the interstate all the way around basically um around the circle and hilliard is uh, one of those, if you're looking at it, like if you're looking at it on a map or if you were looking at it, it the campus, the Ohio State University campus is kind of like right in the middle of the circle. And then at the top of the circle, you have a suburb. It's called Worthington. And then to the left a little bit, you have the next one. It's called Dublin. And then right out to the very west of the very left of the circle would be the suburb of Hilliard. Hilliard. So it's yeah. it's it's a it's a ways. It's not close. Yeah, it's not close at all. Um, but you know, uh, it, it, I mean, it's not impossible for him to have gotten over no, there. No, no, it's not impossible but, to get to Hilliard. But 
Also, again, to not be seen or, you know, people know he's missing. I mean, it's been a little over a year now. People know that, you know, there was multiple signs all over Columbus. It was on the news almost every night. I mean, people were looking for him. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if he would have taken a a cab or, you know, something. Now, they they did call the cell phone carrier, and they asked about this and the cell phone provider basically said that this is a random this is just a random yeah thing thing that happened something with the cell towers and it just yeah i mean it happened to ping right there it happened sometimes i I don't know about that i'm not i'm not totally sure i believe that um my gut instinct is that he's not alive yeah um but I, i I can't say that. You know, there's nothing that that there's nothing that points really either way. Yeah. So one other theory just to run through. Um there's some talk about maybe the human trafficking or the selling of organs and all of that. Um kind of far-fetched but something you can kind of go into with that one. Uh, you know, with And his... I'm not sure and I you probably don't know either, but are a lot of are there a lot of males that are human trafficked? I mean, they're more so, like I said, with the organs, maybe. But, you know, I really think, like, human trafficking is huge here. I mean, just like in any other major city. Um, But the biggest thing is, I mean, whether they're human trafficking for other things or the organs or whatever it might be, you know, yeah. Yeah, sure. It's it's very possible they're going to take whoever they can, you know, because they can get money no matter what. So... I mean, yeah, I would think, I yeah. don't think, it, so. So, so uh, okay, uh, that's that one's out on the edge there, I think, but. Um, yeah, it's a little, uh, little. But let, so little let's thing. draw it basically to the focus, which would be Clint. Yeah. Um, why hasn't he ever taken a lie detector test? Why did he get a lawyer and lawyer up mm-hmm. when no one else really seems to have done that? Yeah. Um, do you have a theory on what you do you think Clint helped him leave? Well, so I mean, my biggest thing is is he keeps saying that I have nothing more to tell. I've told you guys everything and that's the end of it. I don't need to do the lie detector test and all of that. But I think that he they may have been drinking quite a bit and Brian maybe and his drunken state of mind was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm done. And he may have confided into Clint and saying, look, I need a way out. I'm str- I'm struggling. I, I want to be happy. I'm not happy. And maybe Clint felt for him and was like, all right, dude, let's let's do this. Um, you know, it could have been a quick change of clothes or, you know, not, maybe not with Clint, but maybe with, you know, somebody like they paid a guy 20 bucks to change him shirts or, you know what I mean? Well, they didn't we, know. We, we, not, we don't know about this. If there's a bathroom window, if right. there's, yeah, he uh, could have like, like he said, the, an exit that doesn't have a camera. That, there's not an exit. The, the only exit that doesn't have a camera is jumping off the balcony. Right. Right. That's true. <laughs> we did go over that. I, I, yeah, I, but yeah, I mean, it could be, Somehow, some way, he managed to be able to sneak him out of there with no, no eyes. Well, the, the, you said earlier that the the girlfriend had gone to his apartment, that it didn't look like anything had been disturbed, mm-hmm. or that he'd been there. Yeah. Um, which would lead me to believe that 
if he was planning on leaving or doing something like that, that he had it planned. Like, it was well planned because he didn't go back home, it doesn't look like, and he didn't take anything yeah. of uh, of importance to him. Per, you know, a lot of times when people leave, uh, they'll take little keepsakes with them, um, whatever it may be, um, and it didn't look like that happened in this in this case. Yeah, I, I don't believe he did take anything. Like I said, his, uh, Alexis didn't see anything out of the unnorm. His bed was still made and, you know, clothes were still in his dresser. So, you know, he never went home. So it, it's very possible that he could have told Clint and that's why he didn't go to the Funny Bone with his brother and his girlfriend because he already knew that at the end of that night, he wasn't now, going to be Now, I do remember... Around reading because i read over a bunch of different articles so everybody and everybody has, has different, something different different in of it of course and i did see something where they may have thought the brother was involved at some point but that didn't really go anywhere yeah i i don't recall uh, i'm sure somebody probably did theorize that maybe the brother had something to yeah, do they basically theorized everything about everything on, the, on this particular I mean, case. yeah, it, it could have been a number of things because this man literally vanished yeah. out of thin air. And that's, and that's, because I want, I wanted to, I was going to talk about that at the end as, as to why I chose this case is just because of that very fact is that he was doing something that just about all of us have done uh, and me, I've basically done exactly what he did yeah. that night. And he just vanished off the face of the earth. And that just, to me, is just insane. It's just, I, I don't, I can't understand it. I don't understand it. And uh, it's just fascinating. It is. Me. Yeah, it, it really is. So that's about it for the Brian Schaefer case. Um, if you have any information about the case... Um, you can contact the Columbus Police Department. I think it's Blanche Tucker is the liaison or the detective that's the contact person for them. But uh, if you have any information, you can just call them. I'm sure they'd be more than happy to take your call. Um, I want to thank Lori Davis. Um, she is the one that helps keep Brian's case alive with her facebook uh, page which we will if you're listening on uh our youtube channel um we will uh you can uh link. We'll, we'll link that in into the uh, description uh on the youtube page um once again we want to mention that none of the people we have discussed in this case are a person of interest or are believed to be involved in any kind of foul play or uh, are responsible for the disappearance of Brian Schaefer. There is no evidence to um, claim that. Yeah, to, to claim that that, that that is the case. Um, we are just trying to help the Schaefer family find their, their loved one. Um, I want to thank my other daughter, Liz, for doing the editing of this podcast. Um, trust me, if you had heard it 
without editing, you would be shocked. <laughs> um, and I want to thank all of you for bearing with us. This is our first attempt at this. We had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, we know we have a lot of uh, learning to do, I think, right, Anna? Oh, I think yeah. we've I think we've learned quite a bit. Definitely. Um, and hopefully it just keeps getting better on from here. Yeah, I think I think overall it was okay, but we definitely learned a few things about uh, what is what 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 we're missing, what we're lacking. Yeah. We 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 definitely pointed out some uh, some deficiencies and some holes. Yes. Um, but but I still had a great time doing it with you. Um, so I want to thank the Pineapple Queen, of course. And um, if you have any information, like I said, contact the Columbus Police Department. If you have any suggestions for a future case or any input into Brian's case, um, you can reach us at our content pages. Uh, They're all at True Crime Groove on Twitter, Instagram, True Crime Groove on Facebook. Uh, Our email is truecrimegroove at gmail.com and on that note our next case will be Lisa Holstead I want to thank you guys again for listening and from the both of us we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year thank you PQ Uh, yes be blessed and have a Merry Christmas and thank you for listening